Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Should we start the podcast then? Yeah, do it. Have you, have you enjoyed Neighbours this week? Do you want to talk about it? I do want to talk about it. I want to talk <laughs> about it very, very much. Have you so, made notes this week? Yeah, I've always got made. I make notes and then I neaten them up. So those are the, the, the scribblings of a madman while I'm watching it. And then I do a page where it all makes sense and we have some sort of running order. <laughs> Last week it was a fucking shambles, so I'm not sure if I buy this. <laughs> yeah, we really didn't talk about much neighbours last week at all. I think the episodes probably didn't do us any favours because you both said nothing happened and they were shit. <laughs> True. Well, I'd like to think people aren't just tuning in for the neighbours. Maybe that's what gets them at first, but you know, they come for the neighbours, but they, they stay for the... Nonsense. The nonsense, yes. <laughs> Good effort. <laughs> Go on then, kick this shit off. Kick this shit off. So, welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, I am JK, your host of sorts. We have Tim. Yo, yo. And we have Adam. All right. All right. And what well, we've been watching episodes 3075 to 3079. Adam. All of them. What, what's just happened there, Adam? Adam's just. Were Terrible you just time, excited man. about those episodes? I'm, uh, City have just scored, so I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> okay. You mean you're not giving this podcast your full attention? You're still doing the shit at the beginning. You don't need me for that. I've said all right. Now you have to do all the social media stuff. I do have to do the social media stuff. Well done. So you can follow us on Twitter at Watch Neighbor as well as Instagram at the same address. And of course, we now have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch. But for just £3 a month plus VAT, you can listen to the unedited chats that we have. That's a bargain, I think. Absolute bargain. Not worth it. <laughs> is there any way they can watch? Worth it. One of you has got to say it's worth it. Can we charge them like a tenner to watch it? Yeah, probably. I mean, we've just got the uh, the, the three pound series that that's my bag tier. There will be uh, as the Patreon kicks off, as I'm sure it will. There'll be other tiers. Of course. Uh, this feels like it's a, it's. A whisker away from an OnlyFans page, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm agreeing to that. <laughs> Just look at Jay taking notes. Oh, only he only has, he's just written that down. <laughs> hell. I'll investigate that later. Get us a TikTok page while you're at it. Oh. I don't want to be doing dances. It's not just dances now. You know, I, I'm annoyed at this in my job. For anybody who doesn't know, work in a bookshop and we're getting old ass books selling like mental because they're getting reviewed on TikTok. Okay. Like teenagers just coming in for these old ass books. 
in their droves thinking what old ass why books is this been selling name, name oh, an old ass book you've been selling it's called song of achilles by madeline miller all what, the teenage girls are loving it what what's the plot summary tim give us a give us a i don't know i think it's this the story of achilles but like but fictionalized and modernized and stuff it ain't neighbors Nah, I'm, I'd, I'd rather neighbors. just watch the film, if I'm honest. I've always been that way about books. Oh, the film of Neighbours? Why haven't they done that yet? Simpsons did it. <laughs> the Simpsons Look did it. Look how well it. that went down. I know, it's good, the Simpsons movie. It was fair. fucking terrible. Wash your mouth out. It was <laughs> awful. Come on, all right. It, it, it flagged after half an hour, which kind of disproves the point that you shouldn't it, do a film of Simpsons because they were out. It gave, us, it gave us Spider Pig. What more do we need? Mm. But my son says it's his favourite Simpsons episode. Fair play if you're five. <laughs> there you go. It's on the Disney Network or Disney Plus, whatever you call it. Good times. Yeah, the film's not that bad. There's some good jokes. We're, the Simpsons. We is not should that write bad the neighbours film. The neighbours film. We'll write it. I'll put we'll, some calls in. Put some calls in. <laughs> Online to the stars, Adam. You are you are the uh, you are the PR of this operation now. No, it's still your job. Come on, pull your <laughs> finger out. Have you been on to Dan, Dan Paris again? Because he has featured heavily in the last few episodes I've watched. He certainly has. And you know what? I was just about to lead off with the true storyline as well. You're welcome. But yeah, no, Dan Paris uh, is basically ignoring me, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 to be honest, I don't think he goes on Instagram that often. I think he keeps quite away, quite away. I think he posts. What do they call it? Post and ghost. I don't think he hangs around it too much. So it could be a while before. Are you right there, Tim? You seem to. Are you dusting? <laughs> just a cobweb. I just noticed catching the sunlight. I'm not easily distracted either. Carry on. <laughs> I'm glad to see I've got both of your full attention here. So yes, Drew. Drew, he gets in hot water for, with Lou for letting Toadie drive, drive away his car with the brakes still not being fixed. And then, the brakes don't work now. Couldn't reverse last week. Now the brakes don't work. Yeah, well, so he takes it in because they agree that, that Drew's going to fix it in his spare time. So Drew's been getting in early and working through his lunch and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but he moves the he bleeds the brakes for some reason, just because, I don't know, that's, that, I'm not a mechanic, but that's what you do sometimes. whoa 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 you're not a mechanic no <laughs> i'm assuming it's like leading a radiator you just kind of need to let the water out a bit and then just fill it with new water great fluid again, in it probably again oh yeah it's not water is it <laughs> i'm not a mechanic but i'm not a fucking idiot either. <laughs> so he leaves it outside because he's wheeled that one outside to let another car in and uh, but Tony rocks up and is like, oh, is my car ready? And Men goes, yeah, it must be. Here's the keys. Off you go. So Tony starts driving it home, uh, turns onto, onto Ramsey Street. It, it, this, as, he's, as he's turning around, Lolly decides to make a run for it, as she always seemingly does. Decides to run out in the middle of the road. Tony hits the brakes. They're not working. Has to do a swerve and swerves into a load of bins and narrowly misses Lolly. It was it was very intense. Uh, does 
Does Lolly have a death wish? Because she is constantly running out in front of cars. Let's not forget, this is what killed her mother, was Lolly running out in front of a car. And she went after her and got run over. Now she's just done the exact same thing to Lou. She's never what probably looked after. What do you expect of her? <laughs> exactly. She's sick of it she's already. feral, to be fair, isn't she? But, <laughs> this might be a bit dark, but do you think she has a suicide wish? There might be something there with with if it happened to her mum, maybe she she's somehow attracted to run out into the cars. Maybe she wants to relive it or something. Or if to be honest with you, if I was living with Lou, I'd probably want to kill myself as well. <laughs> I'd like. I I I don't know if they ever like. Uh, does Lolly return as a character grown up at any point? I don't know. We might have to do some research on that. Because that is going to be one fucked up kid, right? Maybe. Let's hope so. Make a good character. Yeah. Tim, you might have to do a little bit of research on that. I'll have a quick look. Do carry on. But I like as this whole election sequence is going on and Tony's doing a mad swerve and crashes into some bins and rubbish, which was an ordinate amount of rubbish, in my opinion, to just leave out on the street. That is not a week's worth of rubbish. No. It, it looked like someone bins. was having a car boot sale or something. Yeah, it was literally, it was bin bags piled upon bin bags. Uh, but at the end of it, Lolly's not even asked. She's playing with Toadie's steering wheel on the grass, completely unaware, or not giving a shit of, what, of what's gone on and what's happened. And I don't know how his steering wheel fell out either. Again, I'm not a mechanic, but I'm pretty sure when you crash, your steering wheel doesn't fall out. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know where she got that steering wheel from. It was weird. <laughs> Maybe she nicked it. Who knows? Maybe she's quite good at jacking cars. I've just sent you both a picture that we can put on social media. Oh, okay. Um, this is a, a picture of grown-up Lolly. Okay. Is that back in the show, or is that just like what she Look, looks what like that, anyway? What the kid actress looks like now? No, that it looks that's, like it's out of the show. That's the character. So, um, okay. let me see. Her contract... Where she, so the character was written out in 2001. 2006, it was announced she'd be returning. Um, then she did a, bit, did a bit in 2007 and 2013 for one episode. But yeah, that, so that picture I just sent you that we can post on the socials is of Giordan Tolly as Lolly Allen. Not Lily Allen. Lolly <laughs> Allen. That'll be a tier on Patreon as well. Do I have to explain the Lily Allen joke now? No. No, okay. <laughs> I'm sure we have done it at some point anyway. Because we can't just keep on having in-jokes between the three of us. <laughs> we can't. We need to expand some of these jokes sometimes. We need to what? Expand some of these jokes. Oh, I thought you said expand. Like you'd explain. mixed up expand <laughs> and explain I... at the same time. We need Dude, to expand let... these things. I thought you'd let me get away with it, but no, of course. No, Why would I ever how... think you'd let me get away with anything? That's not how this shit works. <laughs> Uh, so Wally was fine. There you go. Wally was to fine. Toady was fine. His girlfriend was fine. She's still knocking about. Apparently, can't yeah. get rid of these fucking girlfriends as much as you want, as much as you try. Um, <laughs> she is still fine, knocking about. They seem to be getting along pretty nicely. Um, whose fault do you think this was? Do you think this was a Lou's fault for being a dodgy car dealer? B Drew's for. Uh, not fixing the brakes yet and kind of leaving the car lying around. 
C, Ben, for being the other mechanic and not checking if the car was ready to go home. Or D, Toadies, for just basically taking the car when he should have waited and all that kind of stuff. Who's fault everyone was it? Ex- everyone except Drew. He's too honky. Well, he's not done anything wrong, has he? He, he didn't give the go-ahead to take the car away. He hadn't fixed it yet. The other mechanic should have checked. He did leave it with all the finished cars, though. I yeah, guess. But ben should have still double checked. Yeah, and I'm with Tim on this one. Ben should have just got it done. Just double check. It's not like he's far. And how how far away is the garage from Ramsey Street that Toadie's not had to use the brakes even a little bit? <laughs> that is a good if point. It's, if it's completely empty of brake fluid, I don't, again, I'm also, spoiler, not a mechanic. But I feel like if it's got no brake fluid in it, there are going to be problems almost immediately. Yeah, maybe you just had, you know, like when you have one of those days where it's just all green lights and you never have to stop. <laughs> maybe you just had one of those. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm having a great day here. <laughs> and then he kills he's a got child. his girlfriend in the car. You know, and he yeah, puts and his nearly... sunglasses on and everything. He does. I don't, yeah, I don't agree with driving with sunglasses on. I don't think that's a what? good idea. Why not? It's too bright to see. Just put your little visor thing down to stop the... But that only stops, like, the sun, like, from... No, that stops the glare. It stops the glare, but if you have sunglasses on, like, if sunglasses were a bad thing, then people who wear sunglasses (laughs) would be constantly walking into things. But they're not. (laughs) They're just happily getting about their day, and it's not quite as bright for them. I've seen lots of What do you think sunglasses do? (laughs) I've seen lots this, of people with sunglasses. Why do we have one of these every week where we just have to fucking sit you down and explain something <laughs> obvious? You seem oh. offended by this. There's, there's plenty of people with sunglasses who I've seen walk into things before now. They're blind people! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, yeah, they do have those sticks with them as well, don't they? Yeah. And they've all got dogs! <laughs> Guide dogs don't work when driving, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> what was it last so week? So they don't like understand? the sat then. So they don't like bark once for turn right and bark twice to turn left, no. Good idea. That is a good idea. I can't remember what last week's was. It was, oh, it was being circumcised. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get that. And this week Did... it's sunglasses. Could to be, be clear, it's, it's, it's not that week. he... It's not that he didn't understand the concept of circumcision and why you would do it. It's he didn't understand why it doesn't grow back. I'm still not 100% on it, to be honest, but let's leave. We talked, we covered it last week. That was last week. This week, sunglasses. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not a doctor. (laughs) No. I imagine a Jewish man driving a car with sunglasses on. Have you fucking fuming? Right, should we return to the storyline? So Drew is st- gets in even further hot water with Lou because Lou dis- suspects that he's growing weed in the garage. Good man. Uh, but it unfortunately turns out that it's just tomatoes. Because <laughs> weed looks like that. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> no one seemingly on this show knows what weed looks like. No. But it, it, it does provide some good comedy moments. The, I'm pretty sure the writers decided how many weed jokes can we get into 
into an episode of Neighbours. This was um, way back as well. This is controversial at that point. I this was one of those realized. classic classic storylines that lasted two episodes. It was a little <laughs> comedy storyline. But then to begin with, like what I spotted a little bit over this storyline, this weed tomato storyline, they, they weren't really getting the music right. Like <laughs> they were doing like the music, like the scary cliffhanger, oh my God, what's going on? While the, like Lou was pulling all these weird faces, like it could be weed. Who are? And then it was really <laughs> weird. And then when it was like we called the, we've called the police, like it was like they were getting some tension going. They did the comedy tune, which was like it was ridiculous. They, they didn't know which way they were going with it at all. Um, yeah, the musical editor it, had a bad day, didn't they? Really, it was so weird. It didn't fit at all. <laughs> I, and the fact that Lou called the police rather than asking Drew. Well, no, he gets was, Ben to do some investigating first. He does, he did. He, yeah, he got Ben to Poor do some. He's completely were... fucking redundant in these storylines now, isn't he? He's, He's got Ben to smoke one of the tomatoes. So he, and goes... he was asking all the questions where it was like, well, that obviously would work for weed or tomatoes. Like the, like the questions he was asking gave the most vaguest answers, and it just meant, well, this is a classic mis Neighbours misunderstanding here. Um, <laughs> it was obvious where it was going. But I just yeah. didn't get why they called the police on him. It seemed extreme. It was like, we're calling the police. Why? It made no sense to call the why? police. He, well, yeah. He, like, there is it was literally, it was such a tiny him. little pot as well. Like, there was no way you could ever get done for, like, intent to distribute it. Do you, do you want me to give you like a, a deep dive hypothesis of why Lou might be motivated to call the police? Go on. Go on, on then. I reckon he's a dodgy motherfucker, as we all know, but he might have some less than legal dealings going on. So if he seems like the kind of person that's all sensitive and is going to call the police at any old little bit of weed, the police will never suspect him of anything. Oh, I like that. It's a double bluff. It's a mask. I like that one. Really Maybe. Nice, I like it. Um, we, <laughs> Drew, Drew uh, so he, he comes up all these, when, so Lou ask, does asking questions about first about what he's growing. He's like, oh, you know, I'm just growing, you know, you wouldn't be into it. It's just those youngers are into it now. And then uh, he's like, oh, if I grow enough, it'll keep me going for, until the summer. And then when he's, uh, when he, he goes for lunch at the cafe, obviously, uh, with Ben, <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm really hungry. I'm going to go get another portion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it turns out it's tomatoes. The police are pretty pissed off about this, to be honest. Uh, she is. It, like, it's a female one, but because it's a female police officer, when she meets Drew Kirk, she isn't as pissed off anymore. <laughs> and then she says at the end, um, you can share some of your crop with me later or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's time for the women this week to be sleazy in Neighbours because they are apps Like, every woman that comes into contract with Drew absolutely just... Comes into contract? <laughs> they enter a contract with him. It's all legal and above board. <laughs> yeah, so a police officer on duty just starts openly flirting with Drew, who 30 <laughs> seconds before they suspected was a massive weed dealer. <laughs> now she's making really bad innuendos and then while he's at the cafe getting his extra portion of food because he may have the munchies 
The girl behind the counter, who I believe is called Cassie, who does show up every now and again. She's just the girl who works. She got lines, though, this week. She got lines. And again, just absolutely flirts with Drew. Yeah. And then, so, obviously, Drew's pretty pissed off with Lou about calling the police on him. Uh, and Lou's like, well, yeah. and Drew goes, like, right, that's it, I quit. And Lou's like, all right, whatever, stick your job. But then he realises, Lou realises that he's losing a fuck ton of customers because we get some sexy ladies show up and they do the classic, she steps out the car, you see the legs come out and then, it, it, you know, the camera pans up and there's, they got the music, they got the, the porno music right with that. Oh, it was full. It was, I think they spent all the, yeah, they, they spent all their attention on getting that music right <laughs> and just winged all the other stuff. And she's Do like, you think that woman Drew, takes off the sunglasses as well. So that woman, I think she was called Melinda or Melissa Melinda. or something. Uh, do you think she's, she's like she really wanted Drew, and she was like, do you, like obviously it's for a car, but do you think she's going to come back into it again? Do you think she knows Drew in some way? She seemed to know him. Mm, no, I don't think so. I think there was. Just like, yeah, again, I think the writers have gone. Oh, can we get a really fit burden and then do like a pervy scene with her? We've got the wee jokes in. Let's go. Let's go the full. It does sound like a very like a dramatic like pro wrestling entrance to make that though when you just see there's a mysterious car and then you just That's see their I feet thought. as they get out. She got there's, an entrance. She didn't yeah, there's, just there. Or there's relevance to who that is. Yeah, I think I think there might be more to it. We'll see though. We shall see. We shall. Uh, so mum we... or a dodgy ex. She was milf like, wasn't she? She looked very professional as well. She was wearing like a, a suit or something. Like a, a skirt suit kind of thing. I think, I, I don't know. Bit of a power suit thing going on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Lou realises that, oh shit, I need to get Drew back really because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out of business because no one wants to come to get the car fixed. They just want to come and perv over Drew. But Drew, and I wasn't expecting this, I thought because Drew's such a nice guy, he'll just go, oh yeah, fine, whatever. Because Lou brings him a tomato plant as a peace offering. <laughs> like that's what he was growing anyway. Why would he need another one? Um, <laughs> but then Drew says, "Okay, cheers for the tomatoes." And then Greg, yeah, cheers for the plant. He says, "Cheers, for, cheers for the plant." Um, but I'm not coming back unless you give me a pay rise. And I was pleased that Drew said that because I, I feel like at the moment he's, he's coming across as handsome, but a bit dumb. But he kind of yeah. yeah. But he kind of spoke up for himself there and said, "Give me the pay rise." Then so. I don't know if he, he got it or if that's he left it with Lou mulling it over. I can't remember. No, no, he does get it at the end. And, and it's, it's all forgotten about. At the end of this episode, it's all forgotten about. And it, it's, it's business as usual. Uh, so yeah, I think it's covered that story. I think we're going to move on to the Sarah storyline now because there is a slight uh, overlap with the storylines. So Kim, do we remember Kim, Tim? Do you remember who he is? I, or, I remember that he has a lady's name. He does have a lady's name. What else can you remember about him, Tim? I remember he's a man. <laughs> he is also <laughs> a man. He was, he was the man who was living with Susan when she was working out in Wangaratta. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Well, he's back on the scene, uh, and he's, he's very keen to, to reignite the, the romance with Sarah. But he has some competition from Drew. Uh, but and this whole scenario really angers Carl as well. He gets really pissed off. Carl is really annoyed throughout a lot of this. Mm -hmm. I love the excuse they give 
for Kim to be back around. Sarah's like, what are you not doing in, why are you not in Wangaretta? He's like, oh, I'm here for the PE conference. It's such bullshit. <laughs> and then she's like, every time he's on screen, someone's going, shouldn't you be at the PE conference? And he's like, oh, I'm on my break. Oh, I missed the seminar. Oh, I'm just on my dinner. It's <laughs> Yeah, so he sees shit. none of this PE conference. No. He's been, he's been shipped out all this way, which is a good drive. He's probably been put up in a hotel. He's been, he's been expected to get all this PE conference knowledge about the future of PE and what that entails of. Uh, I mean, it could be in a massive pile of pasta for breakfast. That could be what he's learning at this PE conference. But, no, but he's... Uh, again, though, you're not a PE teacher, so is he not? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I do have a PE teacher in my family, though. Well, that counts. That for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else do you think was going on at this PE conference? I've been to. Not like a full-on conference, but I've been to like day, I suppose day conferences that are filled with seminars and lectures and things like that. On the subject of sports and PE, they're fucking painful. They're so boring. <laughs> um, you get someone in front of you who like, it, they just oh, full-on jobs worth kind of people who do them, who think they're going to change the world by doing so many steps a day and stuff like that. It's just, it's painful. Um, I, I don't like them. Um, how they've managed to do one that seemingly lasts a full week um, for Kim to go to, I have no idea. Also, if you, unfortunately, like I'm not painting them in a good light here, if you dodge them, if like you dodge like Kim was doing, like an afternoon or something like that, you have to sign in at these things and the school that you're, you work at will obviously know that you've not um, gone to him. So I feel like Kim's fucked after this because he's, he's, he's obviously come down on possibly the, the school's dime. Um, he's, they pay, they, they're paid for these conferences. They are not free. Um, all, maybe they've put him up in a hotel and things like that. And by the sounds of it, he's not doing any of the work he's supposed to. And he's just getting about flirting with Sarah. At one point, he's just, is he, is he just chat? He's just reading the newspaper in he is. the reception while she's at work. Fucking, while there's yeah. patients, he's just reading the newspaper to her. She's trying to get on with her work. Patients are just like dying in the in the waiting room, and he's just reading the newspaper. And then Carl comes out and goes, "What the fuck is going on?" I mean, he just fucks about in the office all the time anyway. But even even he was taken aback at how much just fucking around was going on. Well, at least Carl's in charge. Like he doesn't want this arsing about. Like. Again, on his dime, he's paying Sarah to be his receptionist. She, to be fair, is trying to do a bit of the work, but she's getting distracted by Kim and doing fuck all. I'm not surprised Carl is pissed off. Are we sure this conference is real? It could be. You never see it. You never see it. You never know. It could be. It could have just been a ruse all along. Do what? What's your opinions on Kim and his intentions? I I thought he was all right to begin with. I think he's just a bit of a prick now. Yeah, he sullied himself a little bit this time around. He was... Do you know what? I reckon he, he reckon he definitely tried to bang Susan as well at some point. They, haven't, they didn't show that, but I reckon at some point he was he was definitely trying to bang it. Because they were always out getting drunk, weren't they? He was definitely yeah, if I just get her drunk enough. Well, that's just what Susan and Carl do. How, how much wine did they have in these episodes? 
to, yeah, to be true. He probably thought, yeah, I'll get her drunk on a bottle of wine. And she absolutely drunk him under the table. They go on a double date to lose pub. Carl uh, and Susan and Sarah and Kim. And then nailing the wines again. And it's, we'll get to it, I'm sure, in a bit. It's Billy's birthday during these episodes. Piss up. It's constant. So maybe it was the other way around. Maybe Sue was trying to bang him. No, I don't think so. Susan's a very devoted wife. She's very devoted. Back in the day. Back in the day. Do you have some future knowledge that you're not? No, I mean, before where, where you're watching now. Oh, okay. Never know, do you? Before, you, never know. you literally never know what's going to happen with neighbours. You never know where these storylines are going to go. Uh, but yeah, Carl just gets really pissy with Sarah because she's just constantly on a lunch date with either Kim or Drew. Maybe that's why I don't like Kim anymore. Well, because he's a you... love rival to Drew. But a little bit. And when you put those no two... There's no love rivals to Drew. Exactly. Is... But when you put them up against each other, Drew... Is Drew, Kim, I'm not arsed. You're a bit of a prick. I'm not bothered. And I know this this isn't like a prerequisite of being a PE teacher. He doesn't look in good shape at all. <laughs> he really doesn't. Like, he's wearing these weird, not full-on Hawaiian shirts, but they don't look good. And What shorts is he wearing? Are they white? No, he's not that much of a prick. With gold trim. Um, no, but he just—he doesn't seem to dress well. He doesn't seem to be taking care of himself, and he thinks he can just wander in whenever he, he pleases and and give Drew Kirk the elbow in the coffee shop while he sits down for a focaccia with Sarah on a lunch. Focaccia off. Didn't yeah, he does—he does try and power play Drew, and it just that it doesn't go particularly well. Drew does bitch out a little bit. He does, but he. he he knows he's got the upper hand. True. He sees true. it every day in the mirror and goes, I don't need to, I don't need to worry about this. At all. He's like, <laughs> you know what? You have this lunch, it's fine. I've got other shit to thought. And, and I'll be you, back you, later. Yeah, and you might be right because he leaves and then it's like Kim and Sarah there. And then Sarah very quickly remembers she needs to be back at work. Like literally 10 seconds. So Kim's just sat there with his focaccia all by himself. <laughs> What's a focaccia? It's a type of bread. It's Italian. It's got to be a full sandwich, though, right? It's very. It's it's quite thick. Is it like a ciabatta? No, no. It's a bit. It's a bit thicker than that. It's a bit um, bloomier, I think, is the word. I don't think it is. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> I think the word. I think the word you're looking for is bloomier. Um... It's well, no. It's designed to like mop up sauce. Like pasta sauce and stuff. That's what it's designed to do. Name Google for catcher, please. I'm doing like bread. I know. I know bread. Come on. Fucking you, hell! You need wine last week. <laughs> do you mean? Bread. Do you mean? You'd be great like at the last Luma. supper because you know bread and wine. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you mean more like bloomer. Like bloomer mm. is a kind of loaf. I know that. Yeah. So he, so he means Blue Maria. Again. <laughs> I'm going to Google Fukacha. Might you be a while because. Yeah, you Google. I spell that. So That's carry on. Are you yeah, should we move on to the Billy storyline? Uh, we move on to that one. Well, like, well, actually, no, because Sarah does threaten to hand a notice in at the end because Carl's, Carl's just constantly having a go at her. It's like, oh, well, I'll just fucking quit then. 
But then Kyle is gutted when she says she's going to hand a notice in. He's, he almost cries. He does. He gets proper upset about it. He's like, well, I just don't want you to go. And then that's kind of... I thought, they were, I thought something was going to actually happen, you know, at one point. Mm. It's, they've, again, they've, they've really strung this story out quite well. It's, I'm very excited for when it actually does happen. I think I, uh, it's got to be soon, right? We've been saying it's that a while. Yeah. It's sad that it's virtually guaranteed at this point because a, a typical neighbor's swerve again would be just they be they just become really good friends and and then Sarah ends up in a relationship with someone and they're solid and there's just never any doubt. Neighbors do become good friends quite often. I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and on that point, I think we'll put an advert break in there because this conference call is about to end. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I'll end it now. Do I get my layer cake now? I think I might get my layer cake now. Oh, dear. My tummy has settled, so I think I'm ready. Part for two of the game. podcast is going to be Jay fucking out of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lily Allen, all over the place. And I'm going to have a 7% stout. <laughs> it's not gonna go well so, so heavy <laughs> right bye right uh let's talk about the billy storyline since we were about to but then pulled back a little bit uh so billy's just what's the best way to put this he's being a stressy little bitch about the fact it's his birthday uh and he's being very overly sensitive about it. Uh, but he cheers up after he gets a present from Mal, who is the other Kennedy kid, the big brother. Uh, and he gets a pack of cards from him, uh, which he then takes to the pub for his 18th birthday party. Is, is, what a is Mal... shit present. Well, I'm assuming he's like Mal, like a traveling magician or something. I'm not quite sure. Really? I don't know. Tim, go, Tim, Tim, find out what Mal Kennedy does. Because he's left the show at this point. He's left this show with his missus and he's like traveling around the world. He lives in England. He lives in England now, but he's been on cruise ships and stuff because they've had, they've, they've referenced letters that they've received from him in the past. Yeah, he's not a magician. It's just like a trick deck of cards though, isn't it? He hasn't got a job. That's why when he's on the phone to Carl, Carl's like, have you got any jobs yet? And he's like, no, nah, I'm not, not doing anything. He's just traveling around. Yeah, so Billy, yeah, Billy just starts fucking around with this pack of cards, really. But he, Billy keeps on going about how his birthdays are always a disaster. So it'll be interesting to find out what had happened in previous birthdays. And I'd also like to ask you two. I'll Adam, I'll ask you first while Tim's doing some research. I've got some info. It's boring. Carry on. Okay. Well, Adam, what was your worst birthday? Um, I had a... Ooh. My birthday... I don't like my birthday at all. I'm not as bad as Billy Kennedy. Oh, sorry. Bill Kennedy. Oh, yeah. He, he now wants um, to be referred to as Bill because it's more well Yeah. Where, which is similar to you, really. Now you you want to be referred to as JK because you think that's more grown up. It's very similar <laughs> to uh, Bill Kennedy, um, I feel. Um, my, my birthday, because of where it falls in the calendar, um, is was always the first day back at school. So I've never yeah, liked it. <laughs> first day back at school, never liked it. It's involved in the past, um, obviously going back to school, um, people being on holiday, 
um, at some point if it falls slightly differently and not being able to come and do things. Um, a lot of the time, my family members are on holiday for my birthday because they're horrible people. Um, <laughs> it's just, I just never really liked my birthday. I've never really liked it. Um, I've never had a disaster, a disaster as such where something terrible's happened or anything, but yeah, just as a thing, I don't really like it. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, so every one of your birthdays? Pretty much all of them, yeah. Every one of my birthdays has been a bit, I've never really enjoyed it. <laughs> so Tim, what information did you find out about Mark Kennedy? Uh, it's not really that interesting. Um, it just says that the storylines that he had while on the show um, centered around a relationship with Danny Stark, a friendship with Stonefish Rebecca, uh, a career as a handyman, and later coffee chain salesman. And then eventually marriage to Catherine O'Brien or O'Brien. Um, but that's it, really. As far as careers, where, where the fuck have you got magician from? I don't know. He sent him a pack of cards. So I was well, like, it's a well, trick deck well, of cards. And then Billy, U- sorry, Bill uses them to get free drinks at the pub on his birthday. So was that does, literally it? He's just sent him like a yeah. yeah. He does the higher, he does the, the the higher or lower kind of thing, doesn't he? Like with the know, he just says choose a card and he do and he he gets it right, I think. Yeah. But then I like this because Susan's sat at home sulking because Bill is out of the pub getting pissed with his mates. And she then he out wine. Out. And then he yeah, she's at home staring at a cake while drinking wine, <laughs> staring at Billy at, at Bill's birthday cake. Uh, and then he pulls out the Queen of Hearts card and he thinks of Susan and he calls her as like, we're all getting pissed in the pub. Do you want to come down? Why she didn't just think to come down anyway and say, I'm your mum. I'm coming down. Because to the pub. he didn't want a fuss. He only went to the pub because he wanted a quiet drink with Carl. And then it just so happened uh, other people were at the pub. He didn't want any fuss. Massive, turned into a massive yeah. lock-in. And she didn't want, she, she was like, okay, go on, have a drink with your dad That if that's all you want. I thought it was really nice when he gave her a call. He said, the one person who should be here isn't. And it was her. And then he said, do you want to come down? And of course, it's wine. So off she went. I thought it was a really <laughs> nice little touch there. I, really, I almost went at one point. Wow. <laughs> what no, what did nice you two do for your 18th? If you can remember that far back. Wait. Oh, God. Actually, I can't. Okay, it wasn't actually think... that long ago. Although saying think... that, it was about 18 years ago, wasn't it? No, longer. Well, well yeah. Shit. 20 years ago. Fuck. We're I old. Think... I think I remember I'd getting chucked out of the bar. If I'm, if I'm right, if I somebody's right, birthday, this might not be an 18th though. It was a birthday when we told the story last week about one of our friends who ruined the, the disco <laughs> by getting so pissed. <laughs> this was someone's birthday when we'd been to a pub and it was just us three again with the same me, you, and that, that same guy. Um, and then he was so pissed again that he <laughs> fell into a bush. He did, he ended up in a bush. Um, that was and we thought it'd be funny to that leave. Was your him. <laughs> he did. He felt. We thought it'd be funny to leave him. We did. We just left him. Actually, I think we ran. We did. I think we, we, did, we, I think we, we literally ran away, like cheering, like <laughs> that, that, that we left, that 
it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, and then, and then the guilt the next morning was horrendous because like yeah, because he could have been there. left him. And like there was no. I don't know how he managed to get out of that bush. Like he could have died in that bush. <laughs> he absolutely fell in it because it was a pretty sturdy bush as well. Oh, it was a hedge. It wasn't even a bush. It was a. It was a hedge. It was a full-on quaffered <laughs> hedge. Yeah, and we just left him there. Yeah, that was your 18th out, I think, because I made you purposely. It was around drink, that time. I think I made purposely made you drink the strongest lager. That oh, it was like there. it was it was like diamond or something. We had a couple. We had a couple, and that's all you needed. Then was a couple of diamonds. Yeah, I think I had four pints and was on my ass. See, I just settled with a couple, but he had to have four, <laughs> didn't he? Because he just got yeah, a couple. I think I had four. Oh, do you drink? Well, does he drink? Had does he? I think we both had four. No, I, I would have been dead. I couldn't have done. Yeah, it was pretty horrible. It was pretty horrible. It wasn't even that strong. It was like five percent, but. When you again, that's pretty strong. I, I, I'm all right with admitting that that's pretty strong. It completely floored me. If you're talking about something you're drinking pints of, that's enough. Oh, yeah, couldn't do it now. No chance. Jay's thinking, do that on any Sunday night. I, I, I had two for breakfast, and so what? <laughs> you can get breakfast stouts, oh. which just taste like breakfast. You can get like an oatmeal one. It just tastes that, like, no, tastes no. Like Fog. Have some fucking you've gone, you've gone too deep into your deep dive of beers. I already think all the different flavors and shit that come up just like churn my stomach just thinking about them. But that's too far. You draw the line at oatmeal. I I mean I draw the line at any fucking sweet tasting beer. It's a, a personal preference, but fuck, I don't want oatmeal. That one you've got cereal now. flavored. That one you've got now, I could never drink that. It's like chocolate cake beer. Oh, no. Cheers, it's lovely. Hanging. Too heavy. Yeah, but it, it's nice because, like, one can is just enough. Like, that. that's enough. You don't need anything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like welcome, how to, I, welcome to the you beer almost, podcast. You almost stopped mid-thought then because you seemed unsure of it even as you were saying it. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to convince myself there while also trying to convince you too. We were talking about Billy, weren't we? Have we done talked about birthdays enough? I think we have, haven't we? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, during all these, well, not quite during the birthday celebrations, but the next day after, Carl decides that he wants to have a barbecue. Or is it Susan who decides he wants to do a barbecue? I think Susan wants to do a barbecue. One of the Kennedys wants to do a barbecue. Uh, and just and as, as they're preparing this, but I oh know it's Susan. It is Susan. Fucking hell. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's all the The Kennedys are having a barbecue. Somebody's having a barbecue. Uh, and it's Susan. She's oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mom. It's Libby who wants the barbecue. <laughs> is it? No, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a rewatch podcast. We've got to get the details right. Pay attention then. <laughs> I'm too busy scribbling notes usually, to be fair, and making witty observations. Too busy making it up as I'm going along. <laughs> so, anyway, the Kennedys decide to have a barbecue to kind of further the, uh, Billy's birthday celebrations. And while Susan is getting prepared for it, a young van called Joel shows up at the door who is one of Mal's friends from Tasmania. Uh, 
And he turns up on an announcement, oh, did Mal not write to you because I'm staying here now? Which seems to be a classic neighbor's plot device is just having random people show up at the door and go, oh, someone was meant to tell you, but never mind. Here I am now. I'm a character in this show. Yeah, here's a thing that makes sense just because. Yeah. So it's really bad. And it's, it's, it's always really just like one person on their own as well. It's not even like a new family's turned up to the street. It's like just people on their own turning up. Yeah. And now that Joel's turned up, this has got to be the death of Nick Atkins, and it surely. Because he has surely. got abs. We'll get to what he's been up to in a minute. Spoiler. Sorry, Tim. Fuck all. He does absolutely fuck all. There is no point in him being there. Joel has arrived now. He's a little bit younger. He's infinitely better looking. He's already um, into a almost a bit of a storyline and in, in getting in with the Kennedys. Let's be honest, the Kennedys are the first family of Ramsey Street, aren't they? He's Very right true. in there. Very true. Um, so Nick Atkins is fucked. Yeah, definitely. And as well, he Joel does swimming. So we know Simon, the swimming coach. So, exactly. never... so he's in that. He's in with that. Yeah, so he's in that well, storyline as well. He's so we yeah. He's he's already infinitely more interesting than Nick, and in better storylines instantly. I'm, I'm actually surprised at how many swimming storylines they are for one show that isn't specifically about swimming. There's a lot of swimming storylines story going on because so we've got Caitlin, who mysterious illness has gone now. Let's not worry about that. She was ill for unknown reasons. Let's not bother with that. Let's not bother Carl. He's too busy with that. Let's not do any further research or, you know, try and find the root cause of that problem. Let's just forget about it. Uh, so she now wants to go to the Institute of Sport, which sounds like a fake thing, but could be a real thing. I don't know. Definitely sounds like a fake a fake thing. But she's, it sounds like some magical land that... TV characters go off to just to get off the show. Well, they're right set on it, so I, I hope it is a real thing. It is. And she's so excited that she's been swimming at night time to get more practice in. She's been in the bath. In the bath. Now, they do have a pool outside, but she's been getting in early. She's getting, getting in before dawn at the swimming pool as well and having a little swim and practicing. Uh, because Nick... Is just being a complete dick about her school because her schoolwork is is suffering. So he's come up with some fucking shit little schedule for her about how she can manage her life and get schoolwork in. And there's no room for swimming. So she's having to swim during the night. She's a night swimmer. Uh, I think I think this could be the goodbye for Caitlin now as well. Well, it's, it's interesting. I don't know how it's going to go here because... So she really wants to go to the Institute and then Joel arrives and like he does triathlons. So which is pretty cool. Yeah, so instantly uh, better than just swimming. Miles better. Um, so um, basically he's been asked by, what's the coach called? Simon. Simon, yeah. Simon, he's been asked to like do some extra training with like the better swimmers. So Caitlin wants to be trained by Joel because that'll mean oh she's doing even better and getting closer to doing the institute. Um, but unfortunately, um, she is not on Joel's list. He's not going to be doing any extra training with her. Simon hasn't asked him to, so it's not looking great for her going to the institute. Now, if she was going to leave. The show, the institute, like you say, could be a good place for it, but it doesn't look like she's she's quite got it. She's kind of. I think someone said it might have been Joel. He says, "Have you reached your peak?" Someone says, "You've kind of peaked," and that happens. 
Um, that must be she... upsetting though to reach your peak at sixteen and go right. I was okay, going to well, say that's that's early, wouldn't it? She's that, not that's buying. It. I'm no, never she... going to get better. She, to be fair, I think I peaked at sixteen. If I'm being honest, <laughs> it's been a it's, it's been a sinking ship ever since. But she, she cannot take it at all. She's not happy about this, um, and she wants a new coach. Um, she she gets looking for a new coach instead of Simon. Like he's going to tell her something different. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go for her at the moment. Um, I think Joel might be the end up being the coach. And, and coaching her to success, and she's going to snatch maybe. victory from the jaws of defeat. I think that's maybe how it's going to go. And then Nick will just quietly shuffle along as well, go, go, well, oh, I'm your brother, I should go with you. Nick doesn't even leave the house anymore. Have you, like, have you noticed, he, he literally does nothing. He, yeah. he comes into the li- living room, sits on the sofa and has a brew, and then talks to whoever might be doing another storyline of their own. Like, Caitlin's got shit going on. I think Ben's there at one point. Ruth might pop in. Sarah, Tony. They all, like, come in with their own storylines as if, like, having a little break before going off and doing their storylines. He is literally there all the time as, like, this this little go-between person who they have a brew with for two seconds. He's fucked. He is literally the worst character on the show. There is no point in him. I don't know what he's sticking around for. I don't. He, he needs to speak to his agent immediately. Yeah, um, you got to be pretty pissed off about this situation. It's an absolute shit show, and I think we should definitely get him on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and ask him why he got no storylines. Yeah, what happened? The, his entire run on the show because Drew's getting the red carpet. He's he's getting yeah. the uh, he's getting the Tom Barry treatment. You would say that's a completely inside joke there, but he's that's, getting the Tom you, Barry you, treatment. You, yeah, you can't, you can't, that's that's beyond inside joke now. That's an inside <laughs> joke in your own head. <laughs> well, yeah, he's been rolled out the red carpet and, you know, been amazingly involved in storylines. Uh, like, Joel's just getting on with people instantly. He's, like, going around with Libby and just, it's like he's always been there. Like, if you just watch that episode after he did, like, if you didn't see the scene of him arriving before, you'd just assume he was a character in the show and been there for ages. But yeah, Nick's getting nothing. I feel bad for him. We'll get him on the podcast. I feel bad for him now. We'll we'll get him on the podcast and we'll just treat him as the fourth person. We'll we'll just just occasionally. We'll just not give him any lines. We'll we'll just mute him and occasionally go, What do you think? And he goes, Yeah, mute him again. (laughs) Working on you, Tim, to be fair. (laughs) I'm happy doing that. So, the remaining two storylines that I want to talk about, uh, one is Paul and Harold. Weird, creepy kid Paul and Harold. So, both of them start fucking around with each other's electrical equipment. Uh, Paul is fucking around with Harold's uh, LP player, his vinyl player, uh, because he's practicing dancing for the formal, which is still yet to happen, which I'm excited about that it's not happened yet. They're building this formal. To be some big I'm losing thing. interest. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so Hannah and Paul have kind of made up, and Hannah's now deciding that she's uh, going to be a teacher and teach him how to ballroom dance because he doesn't know how to. Uh, but yeah, they're dancing and they kind of walk into the vinyl player and they get a dodgy electrician out to fix it. It's because he puts um, they have a he's having a drink and he puts it on the top. Ah, yeah, that's it. Uh, and he knocks it off. But that Lance and Amy are around as well. Yeah, they ra- him he some rolled Amy moves. and Lance into it as well. Yeah, 
don't need to show them how to dance. $75 it costs to fix uh, the stereo. Do you think that's a fair price? I mean, you're not a fixer of stereos. I am not a, <laughs> I am not a certified electrician, no. Um, $75, though? In 1998? Prices. Yeah, that's a lot for 1998 prices. How and much then, do you think a new like, stereo is? Like, I don't know. Do people buy stereos anymore? In 98? Oh, yeah, true. Uh, it would have been a couple hundred quid, easy. I think I got like a, a triple CD player once for Christmas, and that was like at least 150 quid. Fucking weird noise, though, playing all that at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so and the electrician acts that was so bad it took you several <laughs> seconds to even understand it and then he only gave it like a little token yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know it'd be a good mashup maybe maybe that's how mashups started <laughs> probably I remember when mashups were a massive thing I'm like 2010 kind of thing and it was just I liked mashups some of them were quite good yeah to be fair it always used to be on like the like VH1 and MTV as well it'd be like mashup week on MTV and they'd just slap these two they'd slapped like uh, Destiny's Child with Nirvana yeah yeah that, that you could do Home and Away and Neighbours <laughs> that would be a good mashup that would be a good mashup Maybe it's time for mashups to come back. Bring them back. We bring them back. Well, you, you make make one for next episode. Okay, I will come up with a mashup for next week. He's writing it down. Home. Fuck, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will mash the the home and away and neighbors uh, themes together. Yeah, do it. I mean, I have now. no editing software whatsoever uh, <laughs> because the only editing software I need is Anchor.fm, where I do this podcast. That's a nice little nice. plug there. Nice that was a quid. Now that'll be a quid. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, Paul breaks that. The electrician acts, acts surprised as well that none of these children have any money to pay him. Which is a bit silly on his side, to be fair. He shows up, he sees it's four kids and goes, I'm pretty sure I'd ask for money up front and go, listen, all right, have you, can you show me some money, please, that you've got to pay for whatever mm. you're about to do. Uh, but then Harold breaks he has a go of paul's electric guitar because he's got an electric guitar and and harold decides to have a little go on it starts thinking he's Jimi hendrix and sets the amplifier on fire ridiculous <laughs> it's a really oh, good bit as well because maggie's like harold you're on fire and he's like yeah i'm fucking good at this aren't i <laughs> she's like no you're literally on fucking fire fucking harold's terrible <laughs> and obviously Madge could see because any sort of fire just gives us supervision now. <laughs> we all know that a fire cures most medical conditions. So uh, so they get the same electrician out. And the electrician, again, this is bad business practice from this electrician, I think. You don't, he's like, oh, yeah, I was around here before with those kids and fixing your, your, your stereo. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I was around here the other day fixing your stereo. Charge him 75 quid. I think, I think that's pretty bad business. I remember, so I've worked in a lot of bars. Adam, you might know this as well. I don't know. So I was told if someone that comes to the bar that you recognize, you don't, you, you, at first you, you pretend not to recognize them and treat them like a new customer or a new guest. 
especially if they turn up with a different lady. I was like, that was literally, when I started working in bars, that was day one, I got told. That was literally one of the, here's how you pull, here's how you make a cocktail. Here's how you pull a pint of beer. Oh, by the way, if a guy shows up with a girl, don't say, oh, you were here last week. I remember, I recognize you, act like you don't know him. This was what you started teaching people because you thought, I wish someone had done that for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and then I actually did that and got in trouble. I was on, on the bartender side, so I, I made that point clear. Uh, <laughs> because I obviously knew this guy and I knew what he drank and I made, like, we were just quite easy in our rapport to the point where the girls were like, do you know each other? And I'm like, no. And she's like, and then she starts, literally starts kicking off the gang. Like, You've fucking been here before, aren't you? And like starts, abs- like it ends up storming out, throws a drink over him, the whole lot. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. I should have learned. I should have listened on day one about this. I never got told that. You never um, got told there that? Was, no. There was Maybe you one, didn't work in as bars as me. Well, no, obviously not. But <laughs> uh, I did work in one on one bar, though, and there was a guy who used to come in every Friday night um, with this like the same leather jacket on. It's obviously his, his date jacket or whatever, and he used to have a different girl every every other maybe not every week, but every other week, and he'd, he'd always call you chief, which is like it sounds cold. like JK. Just just want to confirm. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go, no, go on, Chief. Go on. <laughs> it wasn't him this time. But, like, it was obvious what he was doing. And because he tipped very well and because he called me, and not just me, the other bartender's chief, we all we all in on his little joke of different bird every week or every two weeks. Fair play to him. He had, a, he had a, like, a nickname as well. I can't remember what that was. Um, but, yeah, it does happen. I have seen it happen. But I was never told that as, like, part of my induction – what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was day one training for me. Well, yeah, this electrician obviously didn't get that training because he should. I don't think he should have admitted that he'd already been to that house and done no. some some other electrical. He's getting paid either way. What's yeah, true, but they don't need to know. But yeah, then obviously Harold finds out about it as a go at Paul, and then Paul's like, "Well, you what? You broke my amplifier. You can't talk." And then they have a little row. Madge tells them to make up. They make up. So the way they decide to make up is that they decide to do a musical collaboration. So Harold, I don't, uh, don't know if you know this, Tim, but Harold is an avid player of what instrument? Um, is it the trombone or the horn or something? Oh, almost. The tuba. The tuba. The tuba. I, yeah, the right word wasn't coming to me. I can picture him playing it. Fucking hell. Yeah. So we have an electric guitar and a tuba collaboration. Uh, it's a terrible musical collaboration. Uh, I'd like to ask you both now, what is the worst, apart from Paul and Harold, what is the worst musical collaboration you've ever heard? Ozzy Osbourne and Miss Piggy. (laughs) Happy Mondays, Carl Denver. Gwyneth Paltrow and Huey Lewis. When was Gwyneth Paltrow musical? I don't remember that. Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder, Ebony and Ivory. Sounds dreadful. Well, should, well, shall I, t- shall I tell you mine? You're going to have to. I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to say Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. It's fucking brilliant that song. <laughs> the boy is mine. 
It's terrible. Oh, the girl, the is, girl mine. is mine. The girl is my head. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. I'm sure Michael said that too. Uh, that's a terrible collaboration. Paul McCartney, an amazing songwriter. Michael Jackson, an amazing songwriter. And they write the most dirge song together you've ever heard. It's neither of their musical style either. True. They don't, you know, Michael Jackson did, does disco amazingly. Mike, uh, Paul McCartney does guitar pop amazingly. And then they decide to go for this really fucking shit, cheesy yeah, it ballad. Odd. It's such an odd collaboration. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you that one, Mark. I'll give you two a little bit of time to think there. I'm thinking, I, I, am, I can't think of a bad one, but I've just been having a look. I've had to go online just to have a look. But my favourite one that I've just flicked through very quickly has got to be Run DMC and Aerosmith now. I think that's my favourite. I think that is an... Yeah, a lot of people forget time. that was just an Aerosmith song originally and then run the MDC. I think that's an I'm absolute classic. So that's that's my favourite one. I can't think of any bad ones. You can't think of any one. What about Elton John and Kiki D? What do you feel about that one? I think that's a cracking tune. Is that a cracking tune as well? I really like it. I think it's a really happy song. I wasn't as keen on um, Elton John and Blue. Mm, oh, that's a yeah. bad one. That, is a bad that was one. a bit crap. He what kind of collaboration are we talking about, though? Because Just a musical Jack- collaboration, any, a duet. Well, uh, Jackson, Jackson and McCartney did a new song, but Elton John and Blue did Elton John's song. Yeah, he must have needed the money badly. He'd, he'd made, Elton John had made a bad online purchase there, hadn't he? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I need to cover this one. The bill's coming out at the end of the month. Queens of, Queens of the Stone Age and Dave Grohl, there's one. What, for the worst? No, for a good one. For a good one. one? No, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm talking about worst here, Tim. I'm talking about good ones now. Okay. Catch up. Any sort of musical collaborations. This is how out of touch I have always been with music. I'm just going through lists online of the best and the worst. I don't even fucking know half the people. <laughs> Daft Punk, I'm... Pharrell Williams, Niall Rogers. Niall Rogers. I'm not sure about Niall Rogers. No, I don't know that is. But anyway, Get Lucky is a banging tune. Get Lucky is a good tune. I, I will also, as a bad collaboration, I'm going to put out there the Band Aid 20. That was terrible. That was yep. absolutely terrible. Uh, yeah. Adam, I know you're a particular fan of the Dizzy Rascal rap in that part. What the fuck did you let him do that for? <laughs> Why? Talk about ticking boxes. Fuck off. Nobody needed it. I'm sure that the Africans were so pleased that he joined in with such a ridiculous rap and ruined a, a classic um, and Christmas tune. And still let tune. Bono do, do his bit, which annoyed me. Just Bono, in it. Fuck off. I don't like Bono. Bono's a prick. <laughs> uh, we could also say U2, U2 and Apple Music. That was a terrible collaboration when we all got oh, this has gone too far now <laughs> <laughs> that was carry great. on with the neighbor's shit uh so we're gonna go to the Anne storyline now uh so Anne, well she's got kind of got two storylines going on at the, at the moment really she's well no she's, she's not got two but there, there's two storylines branching from Anne. Uh, so one is that she keeps losing her work on the school computers and that the, and that Erin's behind needs new school computers. Uh, 
which Adam Adam will remember how bad the computers were at our school at high school. Okay. They were pretty terrible. I mean, we went to school in '95, and I don't know if you know, but there was a pretty good uh, software out at a time about '95 called Windows '95. Um, I have heard but, of it. Yeah, but we didn't get to use that. We got to use was it Acorn Archimedes? I don't know. Something like that. It's an it's an OS system that completely died out the second it. It was like it's like Betamax. It's like HD DVDs or whatever they were, as opposed to Blu-rays. It was absolutely terrible. Uh, yeah. So, but there's no money in the budget. There's no money in this errands but high budget for for new computers. Uh, so Anne has a problem with that and goes to she dies goes to Kennedy's about it, but she also goes to the Kennedys as well because she wants to speak to Libby about the fact that her old friend Lily that she met the other week when she did like a Salvation Army drop. Uh, she's been pressured to sell a house to, to uh, unscrupulous constructors because they want to put a, uh, a row of flats on there that are four stories high. Uh, so she goes to Libby so she can do an expose in the news about it. Because apparently four story flats is illegal. And apparently this is common knowledge. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah four-story flat's not allowed to happen. But for some reason, they've, the constructors have thrown the government a bit of a bung. And they've gone, yeah, build them as fucking high as you want, lads. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the story there, really. Uh, and it comes up because Lily starts dying at the end. This is the problem. So Anne is organising a bit of a clean-up of Lily's garden because Lily wants to sit outside in the garden. Um, so she gets people from school, a lot of people turn up, imagine Harold turn up, it's all very nice. Um, Lily and Anne uh, go off and get some cakes. They get to borrow Harold's car, which is very exciting. Um, I thought we were going to have another car um, mishap like we did at the start of this podcast with Tony's car. Um, but luckily they got back with the cakes, no problem. But then at the very end, um, Lily starts having a, a, an episode, I don't know what's the matter with her. Um, but she's struggling, and that's how the that was the cliffhanger for these this bunch of episodes. It was Lily um, in a bit of a bad way and screaming for Madge and Harold to come and help. So I don't know if it's caused by the stress of the the uh, council or trying may, to build or maybe the flats. cake. It could Something be the cake. Maybe the cake, the cake was a little bit dry because that can because if it, if you have dry cake, it can like stick in stick in your throat a little bit, and you're just kind of like oh, if you've not got like a cup of tea with it. It can be quite dangerous. You need Could to keep that quite moist. So, <laughs> and you're no baker. I'm no baker, but you do need a moist sponge. Uh, otherwise, lives can be in danger. So, yeah, I reckon Lily is probably going to die off this dry cake. <laughs> Decided <laughs> it. Didn't we say last time that maybe she'd be dead by the end of these episodes? Yeah, I think we did predict. So we so might we have missed it by just a couple of minutes. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, she's circling the drain, isn't she, bless her? <laughs> but I reckon before she before she does just shuffle off this mortal coil, she's probably going to give Anne a great bit of it. With those last few words, she's going to give her a great bit of advice that Anne will then take on and probably, to, probably use to get back with Billy. She'll use it's it anyway. Seize the, the day, isn't it? Lily's attitude yeah. to life is very seize the day, go off and do it. So maybe Anne will go off and do it. Maybe she'll go off maybe. and go travelling or leave. 
Tim, this, this Lily character is very much uh, the Nan character from Catherine Tate, just so you've got some sort of reference point there. <laughs> uh, they obviously bleep out the swearing, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she, she believes in what she believes in. Uh, probably, I think, I'm assuming Australia has the Daily Mail as well, so she probably reads that as well. Mm. Yeah, we don't need to talk about racism. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not connected with neighbours. No. <laughs> and that's probably where we should end the podcast. <laughs> uh, once again, racism is not cool at all. Well said, uh, well you. said. Do, do your ending before we run out of time. Yeah, we'll do the ending very quickly. Oh, shit, I'm under pressure again. I like it when I'm under pressure. Okay, so Tim, Adam, we've watched some good neighbours and you've been good friends. Thank you very much for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter at Watch Neighbour, the same name on Instagram at Watch Neighbour. And don't forget we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch. And I think this week, what I'm going to do, if you're unsure whether you want to go into the Patreon or not, you want to spend that extra £3 plus VAT a month, I'm going to throw out a little snippet of what you would be getting if you did have the Patreon. There are no snippets. There's a good little snippet in this. And it's, yeah, I'm going to give people a little preview just so they know what they're getting. Okay. And what they're getting into. Uh, which is probably what I should have afforded you to at the start of this, to be honest. It's just a little preview of what you were going to get into. But it's too late now. This was episode 11. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Peace. It was definitely episode <laughs> <Yeah>. 12. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>